Welcome to Kashmir's on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir's Magazine. And I have a very special guest tonight, Rabbi Doe Schreier from the OU. Welcome, Rabbi Schreier. Thank you. Good evening. A little out of here. Thank you. Good evening. <laughs> okay. Now, we're going, we're going to uh, start in just one moment. I just want to let everybody know that tonight's program is something you don't want to miss. So if you have a chance to call somebody quickly, tell them to listen in right now because it's a wonderful program. We're going to go through the type of things that uh, Rabbi Schreier presents to different yeshivas, including what to ask about a restaurant and sound intelligent. I'm at a wedding at a hotel. What does the mishkiach have to watch for? At a kiddush on Shabbos, what do I have to be concerned with? The real issues, the ABCs of eating out. That's what this program is about tonight, and it's going to be something you're never going to forget. But before we begin, I just want to make a quick announcement, and that is that Kashrus Magazine is printing our our summer travel guide uh, this week on Thursday. Hopefully go to the printer and next week should be back. So if you'd like to get a subscription to Cautious Magazine, we're giving you free the Kosher Supervision, the Kosher Travel Guide, which is a 136-page book. It's included in the regular subscription, but if for some reason you decide you want to cancel your subscription, you can keep the book. And so uh, that's something that you should uh, really think about. You'll also be getting the Coach's Supervision Guide as well. So call us up at 718-336-8544, and you can sign on now with the J-Root Special, and you'll be able to keep the Coach Travel Guide if you, for any reason you decide that you don't want to continue your subscription. Again, our number at the office of Cautious Magazine, 718-336-8544. And uh, now I'd like to begin with Rabbi Schreier. Rabbi Schreier, you've been with the OU for, I don't know, about 20 years already? 17 years. 17 years. You see, I was, I was thinking 15, but I wanted to say a lot bigger number. Yes, and, uh, and you're in charge of um, many of the restaurants for the OU. I believe there's over 20, is that correct? Closer to 30. Closer to 30. And uh, we also uh, a number of uh, catering established, uh, catering programs that are also fall under your auspices. Basically, we call food service. Correct. And you presented, you made this presentation, which is a PowerPoint program, which is, I, I began to see it, it's extraordinary, and I hope that some of the people will arrange it for their yeshivas. They just have to call the OU at, at your office. At the call, OU. Call, call Rabbi Elif at the Kashrus Education Office, 212-613-8352, or E-L-E-F-F-E at OU.org. And he will make all the arrangements. Give me that, the telephone number slower. But I want to tell the, the secret to everybody. Everybody's n- number at the OU is 212-613-8352. Then the last three digits are different for everyone. 352 for Rabbi Elif. Right. And you'll be able to arrange for Rabbi Shreya to come to your yeshiva or girls' school to make a presentation sort of based on the same kind of thing we'll be doing tonight. But, of course, it's for your school. So here we go. Now, Rabbi Shreya, what, what made you set up this program? Well, the OU is, has for about 18 years already been running their Ask OU seminars in Kashrus, which I, I was, was at, at the first one. I was also at the first one. <laughs> really? I was actually at the first one, and, uh, and I developed a relationship with Rabbi Eisen uh-huh. at the time, and uh, a year later, I started working for the OU in the summer right. directly for Rabbi Eisen, and these presentations came from Rabbi Yosef Grossman, who's the director of Kashrus Education, the OU, planning each year and every 
initially they did the Ask OU every summer, now they do it every other summer, but he's branched out to a number of different communities. So I've made a lot of these presentations a number of times through the years, trying to improve on them each time. And um, one of the presentations I made was just the, the ABCs of, of Kashrus to schools, to grade schools, as opposed to high schools or yeshivas. Mm -hmm. And not this past summer, but the previous summer, I said to some of my kids, as they're, be they're teenagers, um, you know, the, uh, I used to do it with show and tell, actually bring products to them. I said, kids aren't interested in show and tell anymore. They're more interested in a PowerPoint. Oh. So I asked my kids, can they help, help me make a PowerPoint you presentation? Mean your own children. Right, my own children. All right, can you help me put, put this into a PowerPoint presentation? Um, we started, we tried, it wasn't going. Last year in February, um, there was a major snowstorm where everyone was snowed <laughs> in for the day. <laughs> everyone <laughs> was snowed in for the day, so that was our project for the day. Right. And we, we put together, you know, the, 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 the different uh, issues that, I, that I'd been presenting in a, in a show-and-tell way. We put it in a, in a PowerPoint, and now it's, uh, you know, much more effective, and it's much, you know, I can put a lot more pictures onto a PowerPoint than I can put in carry on my, uh, and it in looks my bag. And fantastic. Just for, from the, even just for seeing a little bit that I've seen so far, they are interesting pictures. They draw attention. You put you have some subtitles so that people start to read that. Then you explain it as you go along. Excellent, excellent. So without further ado, let's get a little bit into the program and share with us, or just share with us some of your thoughts on on, on the different topics. The first one of what do I ask about a restaurant in San Antonio? In other words, I'm going to a restaurant. I have to go there for whatever reason. Uh, is is it something I should ask, or should I just assume? If somebody invited me, then, uh, you know, everything's going to be fine. So, so I, I think we'll take a step back to, okay. to that question. The impetus for, for doing this is someone calls, calls the OU, whether it's me or another one of my colleagues, and asks, um, is, this, does, is this the restaurant owned by a Jew? I said, okay, there could be people who are mockbeat or careful that only right. to support Jewish people. It's a fair question. Um, um, is the meat glot? Right. Okay. So I think most oh, yeah, most, repu okay. most reputable kosher organizations right. today, all the meat is gone. Right. So they're, they're asking. They're, they're trying to ask a question, but they don't know what to, what to ask. Right. They don't know where. You know what? What are the what are the points? What should they ask? What should they be concerned with? So this would with, help somebody even just calling to a kosher say, right, or if they want to inquire of the owner of the restaurant, or they want to inquire of the person who's inviting them, or whatever. Or even the, the mashkiach, they want to call. Sure. Ask the mashkiach, what, what are the questions? Please, we, I right. see here 11 things, and probably have more, actually, but go ahead. Right. right, so so, so we, we go, we go to, to what to ask about a restaurant. So, so one, one of the first areas that a, that a kashrus agency needs to address in, in a restaurant is the, is the security of the restaurant. All right, so, so we have a question, who has the keys to all of the, the restaurant? Now, there are a bunch of parts of the question. If the mashgiach has a key to the to the restaurant, then the question's over. But no, no, but that's question's not over. No, if he's the uh, only one to keep uh, the restaurant, the right? Mashgiach is the only one to keep the restaurant. Open up, I, right. No, so, so, so no. that. But if I tell you, you call me and ask me who has a key to the restaurant, could be the, and, the, and, and I tell <laughs> you about everyone has a key to the restaurant. Yeah. You say it's not kosher. No, wait a second, stop. All right, there are a number of other ways that that agencies deal with this question. One is protecting any cooking equipment from, from use, Correct. right? So they have, they have all the gas locked, right? If the gas is locked and, and all the ovens are protected from use, then even if the non-Jewish staff has a key to the door, right, you're okay. And then after that, what about the if, if you only have a key to the doors, 
then I don't need to worry about the refrigerators, the freezers, only the right. mashgiach has a key. Right. Generally, we've, we've found through the years that, that having, having only a key to the door is very rare. Because they have their office there, they want to do, they want to take care of stuff. They may want to have a cleaning crew at night, or other other factors, and and that's uh you know that that's going to be a, a challenge to the you know Kashrus to the kashrus agency to both have the mashgiach there till who knows when in the morning, right? Because the guy wants to stay an extra two hours to f- you know reconcile his books at night. Sometimes they, they, have the, they have the cleaning. Right, 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 yeah. right. Who's watching the cleaning crew? Right, right. There's a cleaning crew, so you want to protect you know the cooking equipment from being used. But we have to take a step back. The question is, and, and that's a fundamental question that every agency has to deal with, is does your establishment need a mashgiach? Mm-hmm. Right? And what type of mashgiach? Is it a working mashgiach, not a working mashgiach? What does that mean? What can he do? What can't he do? The OU has taken a position that in all of our food service establishments, we require mashgiach to meet from opening to closing. And I just want to point out that that is fairly uh, unusual. Uh, unusual yeah. And it becomes very difficult and if somebody, a, a restaurant, will take that on, that's a tremendous financial commitment. If you figure it out, it's a huge financial commitment. It's even amazing that they do sign on. And the OU has kept that rule very clearly. It's a chayk v'lo yavr. What? Even for dairy restaurants. Some people say, some people, people think, what could be with a dairy restaurant? No. You know what? The, the, the cost differential between kosher cheese and non-kosher cheese, the bishul akum is still an issue. Right, food cooked by a non-Jew right, is still an issue in a dairy restaurant also. And they can go out across the street and buy something else uh, from the Noah's Gach at all and put it in and they wouldn't even know about it. Right. Especially many of the dairy restaurants accept upon themselves to widen their market to be Pas Yisrael, Chal of Yisrael, Yashon, etc. A number of these items. So, so even if, they, even if the, they run out of something and they go across the street to buy OU kosher bread, they can't have it in the restaurant. They go ahead and buy OU kosher crackers. They can't have it in the restaurant. They go and buy something that's O-U-D and they they claim to be Chal Yisrael. They can't have it in the restaurant. So it, you know we have that. to hope that people are not intentionally making mistakes, but rather they're making making honest mistakes. But that's what a, what a person is there for. That's why you're the mashkia. Absolutely. Right? What is the procedure for washing vegetables? We know, we know today, over the last 25 plus years with the... Uh, um, decrease in spraying of the of the various insecticides on the um, on the vegetables we've had a an increase in the um, when I speak in mixed crowds I usually say the protein in the vegetables <laughs> right so, so when, when we say uh, you know we have the protein in the vegetables right that that uh, and the government say insects, yeah. okay so right, right okay. Just, we're Hamish over okay. here <laughs> uh, on the uh, the government allows much greater than the than the threshold that the halacha allows right and therefore Many of the of the popular vegetables, whether it be romaine lettuce, broccoli, cauliflower, and other other such vegetables, will require a bedika, and and you know the the as much as the non-Jewish chef and worker doesn't want to have any infestation. Oh, I'm getting rid of any. I don't want to have it. It's I'm very careful. It's it's not a it's it's not it's not the same we, level no, that they're that they're going to accomplish. Only we can handle right. that. Only right. we can handle it. But but let me ask you: in the restaurants uh, that you're dealing with. That's very interesting to me. I don't know if we're going to have, how far we get that with everything today. But the vegetables, do you have restaurants that have special mashkichim that are brought in just for the checking of vegetables? Um, in general, we try, because we have mashkichim to meet them right. 
all day, you know, from beginning to end. We try to work around the schedule where the mashgiach might come an hour or two earlier than he might come so he can get a lot of it done before busy season in the restaurant from, let's say, 11.30 to 2, nothing, no vegetables are done. Right. And then after lunch, when it's quiet till 5, right, that, that leaves enough time during the day that you don't necessarily have a special, the regular mashgiach is, is so responsive. Usually, but usually, but yeah. we do allow you know, a specifically trained worker to be doing the washing, not the, right. not the checking, doing right. the washing in order to expedite the process. But you don't have, uh, the OU doesn't have any special mashkichim that go around for checking vegetables. You, you, all your, all your mashkichim are trained enough right. for your... Right. We, we, we have, our, our Rav Amachshir, who visits, uh, who visits all, many, many of our places, we have a couple of people go around, but our Rav Amachshir runs a training session every, almost every other week in his home, it's about a three-hour session in, in training, where initially we had a seminar for our mashgichim who were working for us, and little by little we trained them in the process that we use today. And now anyone who's going to go work in, in, in an establishment will have to go through that training before he can, he can be approved. And as far as uh, utilizing some of the pre-washed certified uh, products, is well, that something that you end up using or you don't use them at all? Um, it depends on it depends on each place. Some places are busy to a level that they just say it's not worth it for me to have the rabbi checking it. But as you mentioned, it's a big expense for the company to take on a mashgiach to me the full time and at a reasonable salary. That if I have a rabbi here, why do I need to right. pay pay the premium for the pre washed right, vegetables? Right, right. Um, many caterers, while you know for their day to day operation will not use the pre-wash because they have a mashgiach, but when they have a job for five, 600 people, certain of the vegetables, they're going to get the pre-wash to preserve, preserve the integrity and the look on the, uh, on the vegetable before, uh, uh-huh. for an event. Okay. So what, well, what's next? Right. How, how are we monitoring the, ver- the various fires and ovens? Right. We have, uh, you know, m- many organizations rely on the pilot light for uh, if the pilot light's working, even if, if the Jew turned on the pilot light at the beginning of the day or the Jew turned on the pilot at the beginning of the week, month, year, depending on the place. But new equipment is mostly electric. Uh, um, not the pilot light, not, no. not the ovens. The, yeah. that, that's, a, yeah. that's a convection oven that we'll, we'll discuss yeah. in a second. Right, but the pilot lights, so there are different pilot lights that, that exist. Some of the pilot lights, this one is that I'm showing you here, yeah. is, is in the middle. Mamish in the middle sure, of the, sure. so if it's in the middle, or a Belsky, Paskin, that as long as the Mashgiach turned that on at the beginning of the day, they're allowed to turn it on and off because it's, it's, uh, it's a chilek of the fire. I as opposed wanna, to I want to just stress what you just said, Rabbi Shreve, that, that, yeah. that you have a Mashgiach turn it on every day, even though right. it was on yesterday, right, right. he wanted to turn Why would we want to turn it on every day? Why, why couldn't we just rely on yesterday to see it burning? Because often they clean, they clean the right. fires at night and it goes out and, and the non-Jewish uh, staff member might try to, to, light to relight, right. relight the pile because, oh, I made a mistake, I turned it out. That's why every so time, every day, right, has to be Especially if they're, if they're using a gas cut off, when they cut off the gas, they have to t- relight the gas, so the mashgiach right. has to has to right. be turned on. But the old time pilots, where there was two pilots for one fire, mm-hmm. for one pilot for two fires in the right. middle, so so that that Belsky felt was not fully H- H- direct direct fire, and therefore the mashgiach had to turn it on. And if it they turned it off, right, he turned it off. If yeah. the, if this chef turns it off completely, then the mashgiach would be would have to turn, turn it on. And that's you know something mashgiach has to monitor throughout the day. A second situation is what they call convection ovens. Convection ovens, the newer models, yeah. do not operate on a pilot light. 
In fact, for security reasons, they're set that the fan goes off and the, f- and the fire goes off when, it, when you open the convection oven. If the convection oven stays open for more than three or four minutes, the fire goes under what, what we would call a shear bishel, yeah. 176, I think, yeah. is the number, but we usually tell them 200 just to right, be safe. Right. right, but if it goes under that and then the, then the chef closes the oven, then it's, uh, it's bishel, bishel chef, right? Yeah. right? So we, we have to be careful what, what we often do, and it's, it's a challenge. I was discussing this with someone today, that we have someone come and override and bypass this, this function where when it opens, it never goes under 200 degrees. Uh-huh. The problem with doing that is that you, the moment you do that, you take it out of warranty. Right. So if you have a problem, you have a problem. And if chas v'shalom, something happens, right, there's also right, ramifications maybe for insurance, etc. But the alternative is bishalakum. So we have, we have to... And the reason for it. the opening every, every once in a while is because they're prepping it. They're, they're prepping and a checking and right. ver- and, or taking two, two trays out and keeping something else in. Right, then, then, then we go... Then we go to deliveries. This is a, a phone call you get all the time talking about someone sent a delivery, was it properly sealed? Right, what we generally try to do is ha- have, the, have them staple the receipt over the tape mm-hmm. as an extra chasima to, uh, to be sure that it comes. Right? So how should I expect my, my food delivery to arrive? Right? One, of, one of the most important parts of a mashgiach's job is checking in all the, checking in all the products. Now, Many places um, swear by their suppliers, right? I'm only going to use Hellman's mayonnaise. I'm only going to use Heinz ketchup, right? Some people could have a different brand of oil every day of the week, right? And it's, it's very important, not only the regular deliveries they're getting, but it's important to know when they run out of something that they tell the mashgiach we're sending someone to, get, to go get, and... When he comes back, the mashgiach has to sign the receipt. In fact, one of our restaurants, we recently had an issue. The owner implemented a system where the staff member who's going out has to pay for, for the, from his own pocket. Mm. No, 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 no. So no. he'll want to get reimbursed. No, 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 no. no, no, no. going to come to the real estate. No, 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 no. Yeah. When he comes back, it has, that receipt has to be signed by the rabbi or he's, or, or he's not getting his money. Right. Right? If, he didn't, if he didn't get it signed by the rabbi, he's not getting reimbursed. They're just to make sure, just to, you know, make sure he'll do o- it. Off, often when you have an issue with a, with a staff member, when it hits them in their pocket, right, that's, that's, that's when they realize that it's, that it's a serious uh, infraction. Right? Uh, sometimes you ask a mashgiach, you know, what are you mafresh chalan? Right? In, the, in places that are Jewish-owned and, and they, they're baking. Right? So some mashgichim think you only have to do it on challah. Right? A mistake. Right? You have to do it on, on, bre- on cake and cookies, etc. Right? Pizza right, is a significant part. So knowing, knowing, knowing that they're taking care of that. The next uh, question is what is the process of separating meat and fish? We have this in many different areas. Right? Yep, you, definitely you, ha- you have so many different questions. What, 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 what's going to be in a, in a restaurant? Right, fish and meat in the same oven. Do they have separate tongs? Do they have separate knives? Do they have separate cutting boards? In a deli, right, they're making tuna sandwiches. Right, who's do they have a separate knife and cutting board to cut the tuna sandwiches? Right, the Where cord, is the it? cutting board is very right. important right. because they, they, the, right. the chef is working on a small area right. and he's, he needs to do both of the things on the, on some board. Right, right. and who's checking the eggs? Right, minagadarama. Uh, we 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 check the eggs. Sometimes we have a we have a um, 
a staff member who was authorized to check and will give him a, a reward if he finds it. You know, with, with inflation, when I came to the OU, it was about a dollar. It's getting closer to $5 in some places. Wow. The, the one thing, I, you know, I told this over uh, in a couple of places, that um, one thing you have to be careful that the, the, this guy who's designated doesn't carry in his pocket red nail polish, <laughs> right? That he just uh, li- puts a little on a couple of uh, eggs to be sure. Uh, right. Okay, before we go on to the next cell, let's just sum and, it up. And the, and the, la- and the last yeah. one in New York City, right, is, uh, water, is water, right? We have to be sure uh, uh, you're filtering your water. Although Rabbi Belsky paskined for the OU in two, di- in two directions. He paskined for the, that it wasn't necessary, even though the OU took a position that it is necessary. But Rabbi Belsky also said that we should insist that all of our restaurants filter, that it can't be a situation that half of Klal Yisrael can't go to a restaurant because they can't eat the water right, right. in the restaurant. So that's another question you want to be familiar with. So let's just uh, what, hazard, what, what, let's yeah. hazard over the whole yeah. group. All right, so, so hazard over the group. You, you want to know the security of the establishment. Okay, it's being locked, the, the refrigerators, the, the okay, store. Keys, who, who has who keys? Who has keys? Right? How, how, is it, how is the restaurant closed up? Right? Is it locked up? Are they locking the refrigerators? Not, who has the keys to the refrigerators? One of the things that we've instituted, you know, I'm here in Flatbush now, so everyone in Flatbush is familiar with, uh, in, in many communities are familiar with the digital locks that we have in our homes to right. get into the houses. One of the nightmare phone calls that I got through the years was on a Motzei Shabbos, the mashgiach who left Thursday night left the restaurant with the keys. The mashgiach who's coming Motzei Shabbos is a different mashgiach. Now, he's sitting in the middle of Manhattan. I'm sitting in Long Island. And the keys are in in Borough Park. Wow. what, What am I supposed to do? So one of the things that we've done in a lot of the places, we have in the restaurant lock boxes similar to the digital lock, you know, the right, same right, digital right. lock where, you, where it's a combina- behind the combination right. and the mashkiach regularly monitors to see that no one has the combination and will even change it in, in a, you know, as, as needed. And all the keys are in their, in their establishment. Uh-huh. That, that lock box replaced the envelopes that we would use with, you know, sure, with sealed sure, envelopes with, sure. a, with a signature on it because what happens is if the envelope is there, they remember to break the envelope, they don't remember to call you. If the owner doesn't have the combination, the keys are there. He's got the keys in his hand, right. but he can't open them. Right. Right, so he has to call you before. Um, in Manhattan, for the most part, we do have, within 10 minutes of almost any place, another mashgiach. Uh-huh. I can give the mashgiach, say, run out of your place, go take a taxi, go come back, you know, go open them up, and, and this way I don't give the combination to the, to the store owner. And, and by, by then, by the time he's gotten there, I have another mashgiach. Either mashgiach was stuck on a train, uh, right? There was, you know, we have, we have sometimes there are train delays. Those happen sometimes more often to mashgiachim than, uh, right. than other people, but I don't know why that is. But, uh, you know, we have train delays, so we try and accommodate and work, 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 work on it. And we yeah, have so, to worry so about it. So let's, let's, we're just uh, summing up, them up because uh, people want right. to be writing it down. Right. About the keys and the opening and the closing of the uh, refrigerators, right. etc. The pilot lights, the, pilot uh, the fires, light. you know, the, who's, who's achroi, who's responsible for turning on the fires in the establishment, who's checking the vegetables, is, what's the story for separating meat and fish. Deliveries. Right, who, 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 what's, you know, if I'm getting a delivery, how is it supposed to come? Right, the... Uh, Who's checking in all, you know, incoming deliveries also? Who, what's the mafresh challah, the baked items, and who's the checking the eggs and a water filter? Very good. That's uh, you mentioned before about a mashkiach filling in, this and that. I just want to ask you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, I know that some pl- establishments, no, I'm not saying all you, yeah. some establishments, they, there's a necessity. The man, the mashkiach can't come today. 
he finds somebody. They tell him, find somebody. And he finds somebody. And I've run across a number of times where the Ashkocha agency doesn't know who's replacing the other mashkiach. And in some cases, they weren't happy with it. So the question is, let's say somebody can't make it. So uh, is it possible, is he given the opportunity that he replaces himself? Or is it something that must go through your office? There are two answers to that question. Okay. Three weeks ago, I got a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning that a mashgiach was going to the you, hospital. You were up at that time? No, I go to sleep listening to Shurim <laughs> with, a Bluetooth, with, a, with a Bluetooth, so it was still in my ears. So I heard it ring. I had a phone call, and I got a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. A mashgiach wasn't feeling well. He was, uh, he was going to the hospital. Oh, yeah. uh, he needed to be somewhere. So at that time, I got up. I texted a few mashgiachim. Uh, Maruch Hashem, I get up early in the morning anyway. So by the time... By the time the place was getting ready to get open. I had found someone to, to be there and, and co- cover the day. Um, there are many mashgichim who do have people who have been approved in advance and they are authorized to ask the person. They are just asked to either text me or email me and let me know because what happens is, you know, last night at 8 o'clock at night, I get a text from a mashgich. He needs someone for tomorrow night. Right, can, can I find someone for tomorrow night? Which is bechesed, you know, it's 24 hours at least, you know. Right. Usually it's 24 minutes, <laughs> right? But um, so if I know that someone else is going somewhere, I save myself a phone call of, uh, of you know, giving him this guy's number right. or giving right. someone else's number. We very much try not to put someone in off the street who we don't know. Can I tell you it never happens? I'm not a Navi. But one of the things that we've done um, to try, on the one hand, to protect our mashkichim and also to protect us is we have a call-in system for our mashgichim. I see you have a Google Voice thing on, on your screen yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, we have a Google Voice number where mashgich calls from the establishment phone uh-huh. um, and says, you know, Chaim Yankel at so-and-so restaurant and the time, and we have a secretary who logs all the calls. We get emails to, our Google, to a Google account, and we log all the calls so we know what time a guy came, what time a guy left. I can't say that when, after he came, he didn't disappear for four hours, but I know he came and he was in the restaurant he was, because he's calling from the establishment phone. Okay, before we go, thank you very much. We, I, if you just tuned in, my guest tonight is Rabbi Dov Schreier from the OU, who was involved with the food service for the OU, and we're discussing restaurants and catering establishments, uh, hotels, etc. And we're giving some uh, inside information from the, the insider information to you. So uh, it's very good to pay attention to each each detail. And I mentioned before, if a person wants to get Rabbi Schreier to go to his yeshiva or girls' school. You call the OU and you speak to Rabbi Elif, and the telephone number again, 212-6138-352. Okay. Now, before we go on, I'm just going to take a moment off to talk about our sponsor, uh, not certified by the OU, Galat Mart, uh, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. Uh, When you think of uh, Galat Mart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. And whether you shop for a few items or for full wagon load, you can save plenty of money at a shopping at Glotmart. They have the weekly specials from Wednesday to Tuesday. I have the current ones that are going to expire tomorrow. So if you want these, you got to go between now and sometime tomorrow. Uh, the specialists on meat, for example, $9.99 a pound for any of these choices. Family pack fillet steak, shoulder roast beef, or beef pastrami. Any of them, $9.99 a pound. You can get Amnon's uh, eight-slice pizza for uh, the uh, for seven dollars and thirty-nine cents. Raskin's no sugar gefilte fish three ninety-nine. Mangoes are two for a dollar. That's the number two for a dollar. 
Okay, so you can get into a Glad Mart and see those uh, items on sale. And if you'd like to save some time, then pull into uh, Glad Mart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items you purchased in the store. And the Glad Mart, the quality of meats is A1, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glad Mart, you're getting quality kashras. Glad Mart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glad Mart, tell them you heard about Glad Mart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. I'm going to ask everybody who's listening now just to uh, uh, hold out a little longer before you make any calls. We're going to try to go through another part of this uh, program, and then we'll be able to accept your calls. But we're now we're going to be discussing something which uh, something I'm very interested in. No, actually, I'm interested in the whole topic. I got to, <laughs> we have to go on another time to do it. Uh, we're talking now about a wedding at a hotel. So give us an idea of what's going on with that. One of the challenges of, of making a simcha is, is uh, the location. Um, one of the things that people don't even realize when a, when a simcha is being made at a hotel is the wait staff at the simcha is not employees of the caterer, but rather employees of the hotel. And in fact, in many of the fancier hotels in New York City, the waiters are union. And if the mashgiach would catch the waiter taking non-kosher wine, silverware, wine. non-kosher wine, non-kosher milk, you know, yeah. taking milk to put it instead of a non-dairy creamer, catching them red-handed. There's very little a mashgiach can do to uh, stop, 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 you know, you can stop him, but you can't do anything to send them home for the day because of the union rules. And that's something that's, uh, that's uh, a v- major challenge because one of the areas at a, at a hotel that's an issue is the bar. But isn't there some understanding you would have with the hotel? In other words, even though he's a member of, uh, of, of that union, but still in all, he has somebody he's, uh, who he's, he's reports to in the hotel. And you're yeah, but he has to have a meeting with the union representative, and he can't do anything to him right then and there. You can't send them home. Well, even you if you can't send them home, but can he sort of put him in his place? I mean, right, right, but then the union representative is going to go, go after his supervisor for, uh-huh. uh, for not treating him properly. Uh-huh. Right, this is, you get three strikes, you know, this is only oh, first. Oh, I know, I know that. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know that very well, yeah. Right, so so the, the, these are challenges that people aren't, don't even realize, you know, wh- wh- when, when someone's going into a hotel, the first thing you have to know is there's no kosher kitchen in any hotel in New York City. That means that the, the kosher's agency has to be koshering the hotel, you know, f- for whatever equipment they're going to use, the day of. And you have to stress that point. For every right. equipment they're going to use, they're not necessarily costuring the whole kitchen. Right, and, and sometimes... there may be sometimes right. things going on that are not kosher in that kitchen at the time. Right next, right, right. next to, right. The, right next to the, the kosher. Yeah, you have a person who's playing policeman. He has on one, one, he's between two tables. The table to his right is non-kosher. The table to his left is kosher. And, and sometimes, you know, getting, getting the equipment at a proper time in a hotel can involve um, uh, taking care of the chef before you come in the morning uh, and other, other taking ways. Taking care means in the uh, right, right. financial. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> it, it, sometimes, you know, the, you know, you can stand there from today to tomorrow. They're not going to give you – they promised you the, the kitchen three hours before. Yeah, but the office is closed now. Right, office is closed. There's no one to talk to. Uh, the, these are all challenges. But some of the challenges you have to, you have to realize is that the wait staff, the chefs, like their own equipment. And they know where everything is in the hotel because 
This is the hotel they're used to working in. So, for example, you have to check all the waiters' equipment. You know, one of the things that one of our experts in kashering always always tells me is that, you know, if you have an event for a thousand people, the general assumption is you need about seven forks per person, three, four spoons, a couple knives. Right? You're talking about ten thousand pieces of uh, of silverware oh, just to kasher and right. ju- within, you know, for for sure, for, for that time. event, right? A- and you have to be sure. To cash from more than you need, like you, you can't, you can't penny pinch, if you will, on on silverware, because if if the you know if one of the waiters is not as forceful as some of the other ones, so some of the other people get to the head of the line, and then he sees, well, I need seventy five forks, and then I only see uh, sixty, so he knows where the other fifteen are, and he's not going to just get fifteen; mm. he's going to go get seventy five, right. and they look exactly the same. There's no difference, right? right? These are the same hotel equipment. Uh, equipment that was kashered. He knows exactly where everything is, and that's why we'll often have have a mashgiach centered where the non-kosher equipment is, also to be sure that no one's going to take mm. what it, what is not there. This is something that the challenge that we have is there. There is no hole that the Jewish community has that's big, that's enough. big enough for these right. type of uh, type of Absolutely. dinners. All right, so you have to check all the waiters' equipment. Make sure the knives are from the caterer. Right. One of the one of the things that makes a chef is not his uh, is not his uh, cup. It's his knife. Right. Especially on the carving station, when you when you, you this, the how many pieces you can get from a corned beef from a from a brisket at at a, at a smorgasbord will make uh, will make a big difference. Right. The caterer can save a fortune of money if the chef has a better knife because you can get more slices out of a, out of one piece. So, so the chef's going to want a very sharp his, his, his knife. knife. Right. So, <laughs> so you know. So I have on the PowerPoint. You have, you see the you see the chef in his white coat with his big hat. You know. Sometimes he'll carry it. In, you know. In, in inside his shirt. You know. He'll have it wrapped. And you know when the rabbi walks away. You know, he'll switch it, right? So Mashkiach has to has to be very aware of what's going on with the chef on the on the carving and station. If it's going to a different affair. You have right. to tie up the knives. You right. Have to right. We 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 you know that it's uh, kosher. Right. We we very much have tried over the last couple of years to get away from any chef bringing his own knife. We've come to our caterers and said it's your job to bring knives. If a chef comes with his knives, even if it's signed by a reputable. We, gen- we, ge- we generally Beautiful. will not accept, accept the knives because it's impossible to, to hold. Where A lot of these chefs are, are per diem chefs, what they call. They're working for everybody and anybody who ever is going to give them money. Right. right, and they could, you know, go work on a weekend, and they'll get, they, 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 and, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll have some tape, you know, mm. hidden, uh, mm. whatever they can. Mm. So you have to be careful. Wow. But then you have an interesting um, uh, difference between a restaurant. And, and a catering event, right? You have a question of who's turning on the fires at the smorgasbord. Right. I remember when uh, one of our caterers was doing a big dinner for about 1,500 people. We had a meeting with the caterer and, and the Arava Machshir who was going to be cashering the hotel. And one of the first questions the chef asked the, asked the mashgiach is who has to turn on the sternos, right? These gel-shaped uh, you know, fires that, that they put in, in, the, in the warmers to keep the food hot after it's been cooked, right? So they asked him, he asked him who's going to turn on the, all the sternos. And he, you're talking about 15, 20, you're not talking about three mm-hmm. you know, for your kiddush for, for uh, 200 people. You're talking about 15 or more of them. And the mashkiach replied to the chef, you are. So what? So he said, yeah. Well, nothing that's going into the warmer is not already cooked. Right? We have a halacha in bishol achar bishol. If it's already cooked, right, you don't have to worry about it. 
In some situations, eggs, you want so to make, make them right. Well, make not them. but not on a fancy dinner. Not making eggs, and we'll get we're going to get to there in a second. But they have but, it at the, the the walks that they're using. Right, right, the right. That, that's yeah. We're, yeah. that's that's what we're, uh, okay, we're getting okay. to that. <laughs> right. The um, but but in general, the 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 warmer is will not be an issue. In some situations, you want to say low plug. We don't want the goyim to to think that they can right. turn on any fires. But Mashgiach has to do some triage. He has to realize that there are a lot more important issues for him to deal with than lighting. F- Four sternos per per warmer and times fifteen warmers. That's sixty warmers. There's a lot. There's a sixty sternos. That's a lot to do in the course of you know when there's kosher or non kosher going on in the kitchen at the same time. But he has to know on the smorgasbord there are waks like uh, like uh, like you're saying and o- other other type of items that are actually being cooked. That the mashgiach has to be sure not only to turn on but to monitor throughout the smorgasbord that the, that the fire doesn't go out. Right, then we go. Then we go to at an event. You have to be sure the meat and fish are separate. Uh, one of the one of the classic things they do by an event is what they call French service. French service means the mash- the chef, this waiter has either tongs or two forks that he takes the food. He takes the same tongs that he's taking the meat with. That he takes the green beans with. He takes the potato kugel with, or whatever the fancier foods that they're serving today at events. So what do they do if someone wants fish? Right, so what they do is often they'll plate the fish in the kitchen at a separate station, right. separate side dishes, and it's all brought out to the table, not being French served one by one. You have to you have to be aware of that, right? Right, you have to have separate knives, etc. Right. One of the other challenges, you know, they they make what they call margarine rosettes and butter patties, right? They often look somewhat similar, right? and you have to be aware. The mashgiach has to know what is margarine, what's butter, and uh, not not to not to make a mistake. Right? Who are the waiters at the event? Right? Who's gonna? Who's who's responsible for what's going on? Who is supplying the alcohol and drinks? Right? The bar is supplied by the. the I could tell. I could tell you yeah, horror stories sure. upon horror stories. Bar with with the gun. Right? They're they're using uh, cranberry juice. And uh, show me which cranberry juice they're using. Oh, this is the one. You know, they, they keep filling up an old one with the, with the, mm, with the, mm, uh, mm. with with the with the new stuff, which is not the same thing. Right? Mashgiach caught it. Right? The the. You know, ed- ed- right, right. The, yeah. ed- editorial comment for a second. Yeah. You know, Klal Yisrael could save a lot of money if they didn't have bars by all their simchas. That's my personal editorial comment. We have a lot of issues with children and uh, uh, drinking. Right, we, we could, we point. could do, we could do very well not having it at the at the simchas, or at least not making it such a pronounced thing. Right, uh, but, but 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 we've glorified it so much in in our communities that mm-hmm. that it's uh, that it that it's uh, you know can't have without it. If someone comes to a simcha and doesn't have it. He walks away from the simcha. Uh, you know, it wasn't a good, wasn't a nice simcha. But you know, if you only have a you have a dry, you have a soda and, and seltzer, you know, people will do quite fine. The only wine you need to have is under the chuppah, right? And for benching. Okay, so let's just sum that part up. And I want to then I want to get the people to call in. Okay. All right, uh, you can call us now at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight to talk to Rabbi Dov Schreier from the OU or myself. That's seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and you could text us at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Again, you could text us at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight, or call us at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. 
Rabbi Shrai, let's just sum up what we're mentioning for the uh, hotel. All right, in a hotel, you have to realize that in any hotel, the the hotel is uh, is not certified by the conscious agency. The conscious agency has no relationship for the most part, unless they're there three days, one week. But you know, you have some relationship, but you have no respon- They have no responsibility. There's no contract contractual relationship between the conscious agency and the hotel. The the agency, the relationship is between the conscious agency and the caterer. And we have nothing to do with the hotel. And therefore, the waiters, if there's an issue, if there's a bar, there's an issue. Right? We have to be careful. We have to be sure the knives that are coming are only the caterer's knives and not the chef's knives, not the hotel's knives. We have to be sure how the, how the fires are being attend, uh, attended to in the, um, at, the, uh, at the smorgasbord and, and in the kitchen. We have to be, sh- be, uh, be aware of the segregation of meat and fish throughout, throughout the event. Right? We have to make sure all the margarine is parved. Right, know who are the waiters and where the waiters are, and to protect uh, and protect the uh, the integrity of the of the equipment and the food, and finally knowing where the bars are and checking, as Rabbi Wickler said correctly, the lemons and the limes, to have your own knives and your own uh, you know the caterer's knives to slice it because it's a davar charif. What's interesting is that people have gone to these uh, bars and asked for some things that are not kosher and. They've been able to get it. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems to be, because uh, because a, a, a waiter, uh, the person, b- bartender's job is to make the customer happy. Absolutely, it has nothing to do with uh, he doesn't know kosher and from not kosher. We had a very unfortunate story we reported in the magazine a couple of years ago, because the all the wines and the liquors in the hotel have to be bought from the hotel. The caterer can't bring his own himself. So there's a, a liquor area, and you have to go through non-Jewish hands, and it's just a very uh, situation. One, one, one of the issues is also marrying bottles. Oh, I see we got a few calls. We're going to take okay. some calls okay. now. Um, marrying bottles means that they yeah, they, they fill it, up, no they f- no they fill up old bottles with you right. know um, inferior alcohol with uh, and you think you're, and you think you're getting the fancy the stuff. Right. <laughs> okay, let's take our first caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashus on the air. Can I help you? Go ahead. Hello. Please. Yes, you're on the air with Rabbi Schreier and Rabbi Wickler. Go ahead, please. Is that me? It is you. Okay, you sound like you're very far away. I just wanted to ask you. I used to work in schools. One of the schools that I worked in, the guy used to ask me before I leave, I should please light one of the yard side candles so in case the light of the pilot goes out. I said, yeah, what are you going to do? So he's going to call in a a Jew from the street, and I'll make him sign a paper that he turned it on. I told him, I don't know. I, I don't play around with such kind of things. You have to ask the rabbi. I'm not the rabbi. What was I supposed to do? Exactly what you did. You did fine. Yeah, but I, I, let I me tell you something. I don't think anybody would know if he would light it himself, the, the, the candle, the outside candle, and do the fire himself. A guy is a guy. You can't trust them. Uh, so, so, sometimes, fortunately or unfortunately, um, the Goyim are sometimes more reliable than Achenu B'nai Yisrael. But it happens to be someone who's been working in the yeshiva if, 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 or the school for many years. He's, he probably knows that this he is... He knows the dinner, but he's not if to, he could do 100%, what he wants. 100%. You can't trust him. He has no nemanus. But, but it happens to be just the fact that he was asking you shows you the amount of respect... Yeah, okay. That he has okay. for the for the process. I, I mm-hmm. don't think that that's a, a good process, but that's a that you're you're, you're, you're bringing up you're bringing up a very important question. Absolutely. And and this is not something I'm going to discuss. But but the kashrus in, in yeshivas and and very mainstream. It's um, very compromised right. as far as I'm concerned. I just wanted to make another statement. 
I also worked in a day camp, right. and they had, the cook was, I don't like to use the word Hasidish, he was Hasidish, and he's taking flour with a cup from the bag. I said, that wasn't sifted yet. He said, just a little bit. I said, a little bit of worms or a lot? It doesn't make a difference, but if you have to sift it. And he rolled his eyes, and he did what he wanted. I just feel there should be, a, even if it's a, a, a cook that uh, has beard and pears, you need a mashkiach that has nothing to do with the cook. Wh- wh- I, why, I just, why, why are we sifting flour in this country? Oh, because you know where they keep it? They keep it in the warm kitchen. Oh, okay. I've already opened up a bag of flour from the kitchen, okay. and I showed the kids, look what's crawling. Okay? okay. It's it just they, flour, spaghetti, all these things should be kept in the refrigerator or the freezer because they keep it in the kitchen and it's hot. So it's yashan, it's whatever you want to call it, but it, it's, it's not usable. Thank you so much for a great program. You're welcome. Okay, before we take another caller, somebody asked here about the Shabbos Kiddush in the hall. I don't know if we're going to get to it there. That was the next one right, we're right, going to right. take up. Uh, he, they wanted, do I have to ask who the mashgiach is, or can I assume it all is okay? You know what? You know, contrary to what people believe, it's, there's nothing wrong with you asking questions. And in fact, you actually keep the agency on their toes when you do ask the questions. Um, I, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, there have been a lot of incidents in Kali Yisrael over the last decade or so with food, if the consumer would demand hashgacha tamidis in all of their butcher shops and all of their places, you'll see how fast they have a mashgiach. And you know what it takes? You don't have to keep calling. You walk in. They know you're a customer. You ask him, do you have a mashgiach tamidi? He answers no. You say thank you and have a good day. That, that's the, the be-all and end-all of it. But on a, on a Shabbos Kiddush, you know, sometimes people call me and they're, 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 they're apologizing for calling me about the... Uh, about the the question, I said no. I appreciate 100%. you asking the question. And the mashgiach enjoys uh, it too, right? I, I, you know, usually the mashgiach enjoys it when they're asking when they come, not when they have ice cream dripping down their beard, <laughs> right? They're asking the question where they've eaten the whole everything, and now yeah, they're asking yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah. The but but I, I have to tell you, you know, a story that w- when I first came to the OU, that's a time when uh, when th- three musketeers and Milky Way were about to get the OU, Mars, the chocolate, uh, and. Every Friday night, I would be accosted in shul by a number of my friends and a- ask me, when's it going to get the OU? When's it going to have the OU? And what happened was, I said to them, when you and your one million closest friends, you know, Bismana Zay, you can have friends a lot easier than right, 15 right. years ago, but right, 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 uh, you, know, you can like a lot of people too in right, whatever yeah. way you do it, right? But, but the, it, when you and your one million closest friends call the 800 number, now go to the website and right. order 10 cases, but you only order it with an OU, you'll find how quickly right. the, all, those, all those labels without an OU end up in a third world country and out of the, out of the United States. It's a consumer-driven market. Right. Every time you contact a restaurant and ask the question, they feel an achrayas, a responsibility to make sure you're following. You call the hall, who's going to be the mashgiach? Is there a mashgiach timidi? Someone will be surprised to know I don't know how many how many play, how many kiddushim in the local metropolitan area do do have do have a mashgiach and, and part par, part of it is is a challenge because you know Klal Yisrael is trying to save money but at what expense? Okay, your next caller, go ahead. You're on Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Hello. You're on the radio. Go ahead, please. Um, why do Hashem want us to keep to keep kosher? Why does Hashem want us to keep kosher? You yeah. Could, yeah. Okay, let me explain to you. You can't ask that question because it all of the mitzvahs in the Torah, the Gemara says, 
are gezeros to, for us to realize that Hashem is the king. When the king is the king, he says, do something and you have to do it. The reason why we keep kosher is because Hashem is the king. There are other reasons, and I have an article about it, about, I think 24 different things in my magazine. On, but, but on the other hand, you just take, we should always realize that it's a chayk, that we have to follow Hashem's laws even if we can't understand them. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Thank you, Goodbye. Okay, you're on the air. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? You're on the air. Can we help you? Okay, they don't realize it. Okay, you're you're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to tell Rabbi Schreier that how I was sitting there totally glued to the show. It was very amusing, very informative, and um, I doubt I'll just take whatever it is that has the OUS on it and just pop it into my mouth before thinking of the process that goes into it. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank no you for problem. listening. Thank you. Okay. Okay, bye. Next caller. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Hello? You're on the radio. We're listening to you. Hello? You're on the air. Okay, I want to ask a question. There's a store that they, um, somebody walked in, and there was a, a Gaisha lady cracking eggs. And she didn't look. And he asked the owner of the store, and he said she gets a dollar for every egg that she finds. But she wasn't looking at all. Are you allowed to eat the stuff? Well, even if nobody checks it, it's still kosher. You know, the, this is a minig Yisrael, but we check it today. It's not the same as it was years ago. It's basically in a level of a minig. So therefore, if they didn't do it, the food is kosher. But it shows you that maybe in that store, they're not so careful that maybe they're saying something and they're not doing it fully. That could make you start to think about that store. May, may, maybe, you should speak to, maybe you should speak to the cautious agency. Right, the cautious agency, and, right. and, and ask them if they're really aware about what she's doing. I, I, I want to just uh, share the, the few lines I have at the, uh, okay, at, the, at the end of my PowerPoint, it just as a summary. It's, know the questions to ask. That's what we try to do here Today, this evening. Yeah. Do not be afraid or ashamed to ask. And if someone, if someone is shouting you down because you're asking a question, know that, know that you should be concerned. When invited to a simcha, call the caterer and ask these questions. It is our responsibility to be aware of what we are putting in our mouth. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And we are very fortunate to have available so much kosher food. We just need to demand high standards. Right. I th- these, are, these are very important points that people need to realize. I mean, sometimes I, I sometimes we, f- we, f- we feel insulted that we're asking the question. We feel ashamed. But you know what? If we have an achrayis, we have a responsibility to, to know what we're eating and know where we're going, then, then we should. I, I, I have a chaver of mine who, who, who literally calls me five times a week. He's going somewhere. He's, a friend of, he's with a friend. They're buying this candy. Is it okay? Is it not okay? He's, he does not take a step without, without that. Now, now, I'm not sure if your rov is going to be so happy about uh, you doing that. But you know what? 
if if you under if he understands that the people are, are living to a standard, then he's going to have to learn what's going on and what to say yes to, what not to say yes to, and be be more responsible. I'm very impressed. If you're still on the air, I'm, I'm very impressed that uh, you did you did go over and you did speak to them, and you definitely should follow through with the Rav Hamachshir. You find out who has a kosher certification on the store and speak to them. Maybe they're not aware of it, and I certainly would appreciate hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Uh, one question that's about Kellogg's K, if it's okay. We don't get make a decision no, like I that on this. Okay, this show so just, does not do that. Okay, okay good. Okay, <laughs> you can I call just, me privately, maybe at the office, but oh, not no, here. doesn't comment on uh, other hachirim. No, they send them uh, to me, you know okay. that? <laughs> Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, is there a problem with canned baby corn? Canned baby, what kind of problem are you worried can, about? Can, canned vegetables in general need a hechsher. Are you talking about a hechsher or are you talking about insects? Insects. Insects, we don't have a concern. Hashkacha, uh, you need hashkacha on it, though, because uh, they, they are cooked in the same plants where you do, they could be doing non-kosher product on the same machinery, and it could be even at the same time. Okay, thank you. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, you're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, why do certain people not eat OU? <laughs> well, that, 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 that's not a, really a good question for today. No, I mean, obviously, what, what, you, what, you're, what you're saying is, why does somebody not eat any hashkacha, right? So everybody has their own standards. you want to answer it? I, 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 think, I think, you know, one of the things I, I said before when I was talking about a dairy restaurant, that some restaurants advertise that they're Chol of Israel and Pas Israel and Yashan, etc. Right, no, 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 and, and, no, and therefore, someone who sees an OU might be concerned if he sees OU pasta, right, right in, in, the, in the middle of the winter. He says it may not be Yashan. Right. He's makbid on Yashan. It's an OU product. Not gonna, right, so he might not buy an OU product. He's makbid on Pas Israel. He sees an OU cracker. Right, he's but not going to necessarily buy an OU product, right? Well, that, that, so, so, right, or you know, o, the OU is serving the Hamon Am, the large part of Klal Yisrael, and therefore the OU is relying on legitimate heterim in their mind to, to allow Chol of Stam and non pas palter and and other and other items that some pe- some people are going to be careful with, and therefore they're not going to just carte blanche use use an OU product at the same time. Yeah. At the same time, the OU is very careful in, in terms of being sure that the products that you're seeing are kosher. Uh, oh, just to add on, on the, what still about there. chicken? Yeah, just one second. Before you go, but you understand that, that's, that some people want what they call Hamish Ashkocha. And the Hamish Ashkocha might go a step beyond one of the national Ashkochas. It may not, but it might. And the, what they would do in a Hamish Ashkocha would be a little more limiting, a little more invasive. Special, special production. Special production. They might do something differently, and that would be what you're hearing, that uh, uh, if, the, if, the really, if it really is done differently, if it really is, if it really is. But if it really is, then, yeah, there could be a step up. Even the OU would admit it, that we can't, do, we can't be there uh, in the plants. They're not there 24 hours with the Mashkiach Tamidi. And most of the plants are, uh, are something that they come to visit once every month or so. Uh, it depends upon the plant, depends upon the need. But uh, definitely there are, there are different levels of kashras. Thank you for the call. I see it lit up all over. Okay, you're on kashras on the air. Can we help you? See that, uh, I just yeah, want to tell you the, appreciate the OU Ashgacha much more now that I know a little bit of what goes behind the scene. And when you don't know, 
you don't know what to appreciate. You're reading this, somebody's... Yeah, uh, reading the text. Oh, yes, okay, somebody, I can't see it in this okay, one. Okay, <laughs> the text that somebody said that he appreciate more about when oh. he knows about... So you got to go back you. to the OU and tell him <laughs> that he got a few customers. Go ahead, you're on Conscious on the Air. You're on the air. Yeah, hello? Yes, go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, Advil Colden Sinus has Doverachis, uh, Chazis. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Advil Colden Sinus, does it have any non-kosher in it? I, I'm not uh, aware. I have no idea. Uh, no, how can I know? I, I mean, whether you can call, uh, I, I, I don't want to say this in front of Rabbi Schreier, but you can call the Star K. They have a very, they're very involved with the medication lists. Uh, their telephone number is 410-484-4110. Please excuse me for Better saying that. <laughs> but they spent time with that. Thank okay, you. go ahead. You're on the air. Kashmir Saliyah, go please. Go ahead. You're on the air. We have a few minutes. Go ahead, please. Okay, they got to go back to the somebody else. Okay, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello? Yeah, yeah, we're talking to you. Go ahead, please. Um, is it your rumors from somebody in my, my class that um, that triangle K is not really kosher? No, no, no. no. Is that true? I, 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 listen, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't comment on any other Echsherim. That's not, not what we're here for. Here. This is, that's, not the, what, that's not our radio show. We're very, very careful about Lush and Hara in this show. And that's, I think that just not only what goes into your mouth, but what it comes out of your mouth. We're very mock-pit over here. And if you need some some direction, you can call me. I can give private direction on your, the phone. Or speak to your own. speak to your own Rav. That my number of the office is 718-336-8544. But I, we don't comment on the show on any hashgachas. Go ahead. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go yes, ahead, please. I want to ask you a question. You brought up an interesting point right now. Sometimes you go into a store and there's, I'll give a marshal, a cereal. And on the box, it's an OU. And then on the top, there's a sticker... Special run from whatever Hersha, right? Heimische Hersha, Incorporated. Is the OU also giving a Hersha on that, or just the Heimische Hersha is giving um, a Hersha on that, if you can clarify that? If it's an OU plant, therefore the OU is on the product. The, the Heimische Hashkocha, we hope, is, uh, is doing a special production for, for so they're the... they're coming for the down and doing another Badika and all the whatever has to be done? As I said, we hope the Heimische Hashkocha is... Uh, doing, if, if they're, they're doing it... If they're, they're responsible, that, that is what they're doing, yes. Right. So what do you, uh, so it's, it's the plant, so I can come tomorrow and make my own uh, no. product? And no, you have, to, you, have, you have to call the... No, you, can, you, you can't... No, no. If you have a company that, that has the right... You want to has buy a, the has, a, has the right to, to put an OU on the product... Right, the 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 Hamishash Gacha is going to arrange through the company with permission from the OU to make a special run. You can't just walk into a General Mills plant and say, "I want to make Cheerios with my with my label on it." No, no, I, no I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I go to General Mills tomorrow, let's say, and say, uh, "I want you to make a run for me," right? A right. million boxes, and then I put my label on it. Right. But you can't you can't put an OU on it. You have no right to put no, an no, OU. No, no, no. But but on the box it says OU, and then on okay. the top so it's so another. Let me explain to you. Me. Let me explain to you what's happening. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, come to buy my million boxes. I know we have no time. Can I have an extra half a second? Okay, we have no, we're going to buy a million boxes. So we so we we have an, we make an arrangement with the OU. We pay them a certain amount of money. Now we can put the OU on my on my label. Correct. And I also want a special run. I hire mashkichim, and I get a different hashkocha, what we call Hamish hashkocha. Now I have two hashkochas on the label, and that's how it works. Thank you very much for calling. 
We have no more time. I just want to mention again that if anybody would like to sign up to uh, uh, describe to Kashmir's magazine, our 136-page kosher travel guide is going to press. That's 290 cities across the U.S., and you can get a copy, and, and, you, and in case you decide not to continue your subscription, that is yours to keep. So call us at 718-336-8544 or email us at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Thank you very much for listening. Until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. Rabbi Shreya, thank you very much for joining us. It's been my pleasure. I enjoyed it.